0: 16 years of my formal education is probably like a handful.
1: Like, I could probably count it off. Man, me too. (laughs) But the amount of books that I've read since college and the things that I am personally interested in has been like exponentially larger. Fact. And I can agree. And
0: infinitesimally cheaper. Yes, yes. Right? So what I've noticed through this, if I watch the whole process of what I've done over maybe the last year at at the very least, It's like the investment, the ROI on your investment in self-education is going to be exponentially higher, and the principal investment that you have to make in that self-education is going to be infinitesimally lower than you would have to make with the formal education system.
1: Hey everybody and thank you for tuning in to episode 15 of Highly Invested, where we invest in ourselves, talk about personal growth, investing, in business, while asking entrepreneurs about the investments in time, money, and energy that they have made that have gotten them to where they are today. Hey everyone, so I'm really excited to have a new guest on the show. He's from California. He is another financial literacy soldier that loves sharing the knowledge and good information that will help people have more self-confidence and control over their money. I want to introduce you guys to Raul Rai. Hey, Raul, How are you doing good. today? Good,
0: my man. It uh, feels good to be on this podcast. I'm excited.
1: Yes, it's a pleasure to have you. And I, I should note as well that his Instagram account is at the layman investor. That's where you'll be yes. able to find him. But we'll tell you more about that. So you're uh, you're in Montreal. Sorry, no. I'm going to Montreal this weekend. You are in New you're York right now. Yeah. What are you? I'm in New York. Yeah, I'm actually originally born and raised in New York. Okay. I, I moved to L.A.
0: to pursue my acting dreams. So that's why I'm in California, and that's why you see a lot of, of my posts coming from L.A., because I'm in L.A. trying to become an all-star actor.
1: That's great. Okay, because I yeah. was curious. One of my questions is, yeah, where <laughs> did you grow up? So that definitely connects a yeah. few of the dots.
0: Yeah, yeah. Born and raised in New York. Went to college here at uh, Pace University. Uh, studied economics. Nice. Quit economics to pursue acting, so kind of ironic. Although that was actually, that was like the game plan from the get-go. But I love economics. Economics was like a great major to invest in. Nice. Um, and then I moved to LA like five years ago, and then I started the Layman Investor page uh, this January, so it's like almost a year, like a good 11 months in.
1: Yeah, good. Well, you're going strong, so so don't yeah. give up there. And five years in in California or in LA, that that's pretty good. You hear about a lot of people going for a year or two. So can you tell me a little bit how you've you've settled in there and you've been adapting?
0: Dude, I don't know if you've ever been to New York.
1: I have. Or, uh, you yes, have, right? Yeah. Okay,
0: so you kind of have a vibe for New York or what it is. It's like super. Like growing
1: up in New York, it kind of gives you maybe the wrong
0: impression of what a city is because you get spoiled yeah because to me a city I understand it, is to be like very congested tall buildings it smells like urine everywhere there's like very there's like very little like greenery true it can be cloudy and cold and whatever dirty and then, then, like I get to yeah exactly and then I get to LA and it's like a completely different city altogether like it's completely spread out first of all mm-hmm. everything is like a quarter of the size in terms of the architecture
1: Oh, vertically too, right? The buildings aren't that big either. Yeah, like
0: vertically everything is just smaller. Yeah. And it's just spread out. Like all that height is just taken and sprawled out basically. And then everybody's in their car in LA and it's just like, it's a great city. Yeah. I love, I think LA is like definitely one of the more interesting cities that I've ever been to. And I've I've certainly grown accustomed to it, like all the different cultures all the different food and then of course like the entertainment industry there it's like the center of Hollywood yeah it's it's high
1: up on my list I'll get there eventually yeah yeah, like if you like good food and you like like sunshine yeah good weather sunshine is a good place to be amazing I can imagine I I would love to have the Korean food and the Mexican food just like the food trucks oh dude like ever since going that's when I discovered
0: how great Mexican food is like I never really enjoyed it but after moving to LA I was like oh my god yeah. I've been missing out on tacos for a good 24 years of my life. Yeah, or like nah, a, what a real taco
1: it. is. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: That's awesome. And so have you been acting? Is that kind of been your uh, yeah. main day-to-day so that's day job? Been,
0: that's like the central spoke of the
1: wheel. Okay, yeah. You
0: know what I mean, so that's where everything kind of centers around in my life is acting. And then from there, I have other passions like investing and then dance and then... Uh, philosophy and stuff like that but the center part of that wheel is acting so i started acting nice. when i was uh 18 is when i like started and i got my first role in film and then that kind of changed my life that gave me a lot of direction and that gave me the sort of like what i want to do in my life good and then so from there i went to college to pace to study to be an actor and then i hated so is this like, your second stuff.
1: time like you went back to do acting school
0: No, no, no. So this was, so in high school, after high school, I went to college. Yeah. And I went to pursue acting. That's originally what I went for. Okay,
1: okay. Before economics?
0: Before economics. Okay, cool. And, like, I didn't really enjoy acting from, like, a, from an educational perspective.
1: Okay, yeah. So
0: I dropped out of the acting program to pursue economics because you have to do, like, liberal arts courses. Yeah. Right, you gotta do, like, all of it. So then economics was something that I liked and was good at. And my teacher was highly recommending me to invest in <laughs> economics.
1: Nice so, time, which dude. is weird. Which is
0: weird <laughs> because, like, I studied economics. I really love economics. But I was always going to pursue acting. But then when I told my professors that, they were all, like, looking at me like I was this weirdo that I wasn't pursuing economics and getting a job in economics and instead pers- going to pursue acting after I graduated. Out.
1: Right. Well, but, clearly the passion stuck with you, and so it's good to have yeah. that other background. But then, if, if you like acting yeah. so much, hard to and stay away. Like right? acting,
0: acting is like an avenue. I guess it's like very similar, maybe to entrepreneurship, because you have to do a lot of different things at once—not just the stuff that you like to do, which is acting—but like you have to understand all the other facets of business. Right. And it's just like there's no really set schedule as an actor because it's very, it's very much like the market. It's very much like the stock market in that.
1: I think it's spontaneous too, right? Like exactly. you have few things you're afraid of. It's not comfortable. Exactly. You can't really predict it. But the one thing you can have faith in is that if you
0: keep showing up, then things will progressively get better. Yes. Right. So
1: the yeah. the ebb and flow is like up and down, much like the market.
0: But the hopefully the overall trend is upward.
1: Correct, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, so if you're in it for the long haul, then you're going to be all right.
1: Yeah, makes sense. You'd posted that one video of yourself dancing from TikTok, and I was blown away. That was amazing. How long have you been dancing for? So I'm a dancer as well. So I started, so the whole thing started with dance. Okay, okay, cool. Nice. Let's let's go back even further.
0: (laughs) I started dancing when I was 13. And then that was like I was kind of forced into it Because of a family reunion Family kind of stuff Like like it's like traditional Are frustrated. you from
1: a family of dancers? No So here's <laughs> the
0: thing Like we do a lot of Like family reunions Every
1: two years Nice yeah Like a big family reunion and then it's like a four day thing and it's
0: traditional for like on the on the third night or something there's like a variety show and just like all the kids have to dance it's just what it's been through the generations that's amazing
1: though like your family must be so solid because of you know you spend time with each other and you do all that that's amazing
0: yeah we're we're very close so so My brother and sister had to do it then I had to do it when I was like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13. But I was like, I was really bad. And so I saw the take of my performance. And I was like really bad. So then that like irks me a lot when I'm not good at something. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like a weird thing. This was before I even cared about dance, but I just didn't want to be bad at it. So then I just started right. practicing and then it just became like an obsession. So then I just kept doing it. That led to acting and then acting led to college and then led to more acting and now
1: apparently yeah that, that seems to be the thing <laughs> well that, that's great that someone ended up getting that on tape because had you not seen the footage you might not have wanted to work on the well, skills yeah. and improve yeah. like I've been yeah. going back to boxing and not something that I plan to do like I'm not training to fight or anything but I love the workout oh, yeah. but my yeah. my friend records the video so because I have yeah. that though it makes me realize because when I get out of that ring first thing I think is yeah. I got beat the shit out of, you know, I didn't have a good match. And then when I watched I'd be like, you know what, I actually did fairly well in these parts. Yeah. But then you can see where you improve. And what type of dance styles do you do? Uh
0: I started with um Bollywood, Bollywood dance. Okay, yeah. That's where like I would just watch tapes and tapes. And then from there, like I myself have started to learn I think it's hip hop and different forms of like Western style dances.
1: Cool. Well, dance but, is expression is, too, Bollywood right? Is.
0: Yeah, Bollywood is weird because it's an amalgamation of a lot of different things. Okay. It's like it doesn't have its own... It has its own like traditional Indian style, which is part of it, but then it takes a lot from the stuff in the West, like from uh, hip-hop and all this other... Like ballet.
1: Makes and sense. And, and is that like yeah. where it's kind of a group routine dancing, or do you do so, a lot of solo?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I was with a company, actually, for a while, which is how I got discovered for acting. I was nice. dancing and then a director was there and like, asked me to audition for a part so I was I belonged to a company now I just do it for myself now I just do it for the movement
1: good it's I not as studied, fun as I saying also, you belong to them eh? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah I also study martial arts too oh good so I, I study uh, Jeet Kune Do which was developed by Bruce Lee who took a lot from Western boxing. so he studied like Muhammad Ali he took a lot from uh, Wing Chun which is like all this grappling stuff
1: okay and then he
0: would he would do stuff on the ground
1: jiu-jitsu stuff
0: yeah
1: yeah very similar to that kind of
0: stuff but he was he was well-rounded he was all about getting rid of the traditions and just getting straight to what works
1: i love that i think that's kind of your and my mentality around money too it's like well let's get away from what doesn't work and and modify it for everyone's benefit so it's like all
0: interconnected dude yeah there's no real separation between like Dance, acting, martial arts, investing—it's all
1: the same mindset. Agreed, man. It, like, if something can inspire you, don't let that scare you. Curate your own version of it, and yeah. you know, go from there. It's inspiring to hear that. And how long have you been yeah. doing that for? Maybe like two
0: years. Cool. So we spar. So like, I know exactly. What you're talking about. Right. Yeah. So can like you kick like, ass fuck, fairly I just well? Got, I just, what's
1: that? Can you kick ass fairly well? Uh, I don't know. Like, I have good movement. Good. It, it's just uh the endurance is tough. Man. How's your cardio? Yeah, it is. It's crazy. That's the toughest
0: part. It, it is It's uh, is lasting a full three minute round.
1: Yeah. I find I, whenever I get into it, I, I I focus on a few things and then I simplest thing I forget yeah. to breathe or I forget yeah. to yeah. bend my knees low enough and move so it's yeah. It's all a learning process though. Yeah, like everything. Yeah. And do you train like uh, a couple times a week in Los Angeles? Yeah. If we have yeah,
0: we have classes of four times a week. I go about two to three. It's it's been good. That sparring
1: stuff is scary, but it's good. It is, but it's, it's
0: fun. It's good. then yeah. When you have a good community of people, so they're not trying to just kill you, but they're trying to. We're all trying to learn. Yes. Then it's then
1: it's good. <laughs> having an evenly matched sparring partner makes a big difference. I, you know, yeah. I, I was quite surprised because I've just gone back and I'm only planning to go for the month. But having the, you know, it, the camaraderie is really what's what's making me so yeah. excited to go back every time. So. Yeah. That yeah. and learning a new skill. So um. Right on. And when did you first really become interested in in money? Was it the start of the, like was it the start of this year? or Did you notice some sort of a pattern that was like, you know, things are not really yeah. right about this tool? I think the first person to really introduce
0: me to money was my sister. I remember driving to the bank like when I was a kid and she was going to open a CD account for me. That yeah. was like the big thing that I had learned from my sister because I I remember she was like very much about it. And then my parents like they never really taught me a lot about investing per se, mm-hmm. but they taught me a lot about like just being disciplined with money and not just spending it, and also being aware of credit cards, especially yes. when I was in college because you get a lot of offers and stuff like that.
1: It's crazy Always that never away. happened yeah. to me, but when you hear about yeah. it and how that's how people get trapped, it's kind of crazy. Yeah,
0: so like stay away from retailers and that kind of stuff. But really, I think when I really I started doing something myself about it was after college. Nice. When I realized that I had a bunch of cash in my uh, in my savings account that just wasn't doing anything, so then I just started doing research online and reading stuff online about. The first thing I learned about was ETFs.
1: Yeah, and did you hear that from a book or from online?
0: No, from online. So like Investopedia.
1: Yeah.
0: All these other online research. I was just trying stuff, and then I was like, "All right, let me just open up a E Trade account." So, I took an E-Trade account and then put some money into ETFs. But I was like, the way I picked them was kind of like, I don't know. I just, oh, this one seems good. This one yeah. sounds good. Okay, cool. And I was like making money, but I didn't have any real understanding of what I was
1: doing. Right. There's no real backup plan, but at <laughs> least you found something. You're like, I think this is yeah. where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So then I just kept it like that for a few years. Yeah. And then hmm. when I moved to L.A.,
0: I read uh, Tony Robbins'
1: book, Unshakable. Oh, no the money, money master, master the game. The game. The okay, that. yeah, yeah. The, the extended version, like the big one. Nice.
0: And that got me thinking a little more about. I think he talks about index funds.
1: That was the first so time I, started... I heard it. One of his books, but yeah. like I spent about a year trying to figure out how to access index funds. So it takes a while. Like, exactly. I was like, I yeah. want these, but I'm still how not that it? educated on money, and I don't know where to start. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was the
0: same way. I was like, I get it, but I don't want to do it. And then, um. But I think from that book, I learned about the Vanguard Total Market Index Fund,
1: VTI or something. Nice, the, yeah. the, the, the index fund ETF. And then I started doing more of that. And then I read the little book of Common Sense Investing this year. Is that Jack Bogle that did that? Jack Bogle. He's yeah. a legend.
0: Yeah. And then that's when I was like, okay, now I know what to pick. I know what to do. But then I came across like Acorns, the investing app. Yeah, yeah, that's a good in like, the states. I was like, let me just do it through that because they'll do everything for me. Like for me, it was hard to do through E Trade like monthly installment payments because my installment payments were small. But
1: there's a fee, right? There,
0: yeah, there was a fee at that time. I think they got rid of it now. But at that time, it was seven ninety five. Then they reduced it to six ninety five, and now I think it's zero dollars. Yeah. So, but I was like, it doesn't make sense for me to do that because it's going to eat into my very little amount. So that's why I discovered ACORN and just did it through ACORN. Smart, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so then it was Jack Bogle's book that really made a lot of sense to me because it was just much more practical and also it teaches you a lot about mindset and then it's also just a great introductory course to uh, index funds. If yeah. you want to learn about index funds, just read that book basically. And then so really this year I feel like my foundation in terms of the mindset and knowing what I'm doing, it's it's a lot stronger from uh, after it's weird because, like,
1: good, yeah, that's like awesome. when
0: you're tutoring people, it's like your fundamentals get stronger,
1: yeah. You're learning by teaching, that's one of the yeah, things I've noticed. That's too. what I uh,
0: that was like a big thing that I learned in college because I used to I used to tutor uh, economics, cool. Huh. So, like, when I would I would tutor based like micro and macro, like 101, and then like when I would do like uh like intermediate micro or like advanced stuff, it's all based on the same fundamentals. So then it was like so much easier. Yeah. So that's why I tell people like if they want to start investing, just learn the big game of index funds first and then you can start buying and choosing the next Facebook if you want.
1: Yeah, and it's really helpful. That that's great to have them start at the first point. But also the more you can understand the system that it all works within where, where economics does, does a lot of that explaining. I think that's yeah. very valuable. I um, Just on that note, though, it's nice to hear that you've got the foundation down because I, I, I feel yeah. like I'm at that same point, too. And uh, it's, just, it's quite nice that just yeah. by sticking to it, we've been able to kind of get that.
0: Yeah, it took a while. It took, I guess, like four or five years. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you know, Good like time. I started at 22 out of college, and then I kind of was, like, in and out of it. And then like really this year I've taken it super seriously and then it's, now it's a lot easier to like figure out whether I want to invest in something or not or Yeah you, what my what my forte is and what I'm interested in versus what I'm not.
1: Yeah. That that's really so, so
0: now you're good to know. So now you're just not like swept by everybody's noise.
1: Yeah. Once once you can kinda of filter out the noise yourself and, and yeah, make them applicable, that's that's really huge. Yeah. Nice yeah just to think when i i think i wrote my I started writing my ebook in december or january and then i published it in march but just goes to show the progress if you stick to it because i i remember reading it again in the summer and making edits and i'm just like yeah. this is garbage like i could rewrite <laughs> this so much better but then yeah, everyone's like well no you did a great job like leave it like that's you got to leave it as it is and you know write another better one but right. the progress if you yeah, just stick to it exactly do make... you have an ebook on your uh, on your profile i do yeah you can go check it out so if you click on the link to yeah. link there's a free pdf there i'll check it out yeah please do and share it like it's it's just free yeah. it's i'll take a
0: look at it a lot of people have been asking me to write a book i'm like ah, i don't know about that maybe
1: i think you should i like the way your, your analogies <laughs> and the way you talk it's I'm going to encourage all the listeners to go check out your tips and your budget planning stories because they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I wanted to get to, like, you on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've learned like some of the greatest teachers I've ever had just in school in general. have always, they've always been a little weird. They've always been a little like off kilter and they've always had a sense of humor. Yes. And they've always been able to inject the sense of humor and storytelling into their uh, curriculum, which makes the curriculum stick a lot more.
1: It, it's using humor or using things like that it yeah, it, yeah like storytelling
0: so like storytelling people like i'm reading a book by uh, Nassim taleb i don't know if you ever heard of him he was like I heard of him he now. was huge him and jim Rickards, i think are like very interesting people to read about because they're a little they're kind of renegades and they kind of think outside the box and they've also were once upon a time insiders and then they both kind of slightly got sick of it after like the collapse of long-term capital management in uh, 1998 okay so they so they've both written books about the system itself like Jim Rickards focuses on the actual system and like how the elites are trying to take over the world and kind of stuff so it's it does it does come across as maybe like a little conspiracy theory-esque but it's interesting to
1: get that maybe extreme point of view it's perspective yeah
0: yeah, to see like what is the worst possible scenario that actually could happen according to somebody that is in touch with some of the most powerful people in the world. That's a great reference,
1: Whether cause why is he? Yeah, why would he lie? What what's exactly? His, yeah. And he's
0: not like on the inside anymore on Wall Street in the sense like he works for a big firm. But this other guy, Nassim Taleb, talks a lot about. Uh, so. What's the name
1: of the book? I'll check it out uh, He
0: has a whole series One of it is okay. called Black Swan This is a Black Swan is a, I guess it's a Financial term Okay Which uh, basically Delineates a So to give you context It's like Back in history like 1700s Everybody thought Swans were white Because that's all they saw Right the feathers Yes So they, they thought All swans are white That's fact until Australia was discovered and they discovered the first black Uh swan so what this shows us is that we have a tendency to look at certain piece of evidence and then start to extrapolate that as the truth and the end-all be-all right right it's a bad it's a bad
1: thing yeah exactly
0: This is a confirmation bias. So th- he talks about how our brains
1: basically aren't really equipped to understand luck yeah. and understanding uh, randomness. Have you read what Thinking means? Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of it. Nice. Me too, actually. So I put it down, pick yeah, it up a bit, put yeah, it down. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah he talks about the two types of brain functions,
1: right? Yeah, type yeah. one, type two. Yeah, because uh, Talid talks a lot about kind of like he's like a big fan of that book. Cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. So he was—he's saying like our brains are built to create
0: stories that's how our brains are built to create explanations justifications and stories and no matter what we're always going to try and find a way to tell a story in order for us to understand something that we don't understand
1: probably why organized religion works so well for so long right <laughs> that's exactly so it. even
0: if the story makes no sense it gives us a sense of security which you... is why like again like back to teaching it's like it sticks more when you story tell the information rather than just spewing out facts yeah or like if you add your
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah, which is why I like try to be as much of myself as I understand to be. Yeah. Or my posts.
1: Well, for an actor too, I just think, you know, I think everyone might have a little bit of an actor in them and all it is is just maybe their true self that they don't want to show. Yeah,
0: it's all storytelling in a way. Like, it's all a mix of art and business, I think, everything.
1: Right, we've all experienced a separate life and it's been made up of what's happened to us and we use those stories to basically project whether we're going to progress forward or move backwards and stay stuck, right? Yeah, yeah. It's
0: weird, like, again that's so like, cool yeah before is how everything is just interconnected there's no yeah. real separation between i guess art and commerce and then this and that and everything because it's all centered around the
1: individual yeah i believe it more and more every day and i was just listening to there's a, a ted talk by one of the guys who ran the, the harvard study like the 80 year yeah human behavior study and basically the, like, the most powerful thing for us is strong relationships and obviously right. the center point of those strong relationships a lot of the time is a story that one can connect with yes so exactly. It's hard to pull yep. people away from a story they've known for so long, even if it's not entirely accurate or especially subjective to that one person's experience. <laughs> Very yeah, have you
0: ever have you ever read the book Sapiens?
1: Yes. Oh I have read that one this year. Uh, one of my yeah, favorites. It
0: talks, talks a lot about storytelling and how or imagination, and like how we can we can create beliefs in a, through our imagination and then that can transcend tribal lines to then consolidate everybody and like, you know, we can take over.
1: That's so cool, man. Yeah, I, I love <laughs> like, that book.
0: That's how we've come to take over the planet.
1: I just yeah, and I just don't like taking no for an answer because I think everything's situational or like contextual. Yes. Like, okay, that that's fair, but 100%. what about this thing, right? So, yeah, I like that you share that mindset. Maybe that's why I'm I'm quite attracted to yeah. your uh, your content yeah. and your way of thinking. Yeah, so. it's good
0: to be open minded.
1: Like, I agree.
0: I, I also understand the flip side of that, which is, like, ultimately a decision has to be made. Mm-hmm. So I understand why, like, people like yes or no answers, or instead of maybe this or that, because maybe is more gray, and yes and no are more black and white. And like, True. when you have to make decisions in life, you have to go a certain direction, as opposed to, you can't go both at the same time.
1: Right, but you got to take that maybe, and then go yes or yeah. no. Yeah. And, you know, take yeah. action, so...
0: So it's tough, when time is of the essence it it, be tough. It is. We've got to make
1: people richer and smarter sooner. We're doing it. That's that's true. (laughs) Great, man. So uh, the main three questions are, not three questions, it's kind of one concept, but I'm trying to help people think of, you know, the way they use their time, their money, and their energy with the word investing as opposed to wasting or spending. So Mm -hmm. would you you be able to think of three things or share three stories on how you invested in time money or energy and how those big investments have gotten you to where you are today yeah it's a tough one i think no
0: no no it's good it's a good question because i've realized Thanks. it's weird because like the amount of books that i've read in the 16 years of my formal education is probably like a handful like i could probably count it. On Man, my me too <laughs>
1: things, but the amount of books that i've read since college and the things that i am personally interested in yes it's been like exponentially larger fact and i, I can and agree Infinitesimally cheaper yes yes right so what i've so true noticed through this if i watch
0: the whole process of what i've done over maybe the last year at the, at the very least it's like the investment the roi on your investment in self-education is going to be exponentially higher And the principal investment that you have to make in that self-education is going to be infinitesimally lower than you would have to make with the formal education system.
1: Absolutely, man. That's a great way to put it.
0: So if you're going to invest in anything, I think there's nothing more powerful than motivated self-education. But that ultimately means you have to... See, that, that puts you in power, though.
1: And pop culture it's doesn't true. promote that either, which is the hard part. Right.
0: So you have to take time to, like, study your own tape, I think. Like an athlete. Like, like basketball players always watch the tape of the game after yeah. the game to see what works or what doesn't, blah, blah, blah. That's a like great analogy become,
1: for self-reflection.
0: Yeah. So you have to have some kind of a practice where you're spending enough time with yourself, by yourself, in silence, I think,
1: and I think talking to yourself is a huge benefit because I do it. So, I do too. I always thought it was uh, weird, but fuck so,
0: it. yeah. Yeah. Or, like, I found journaling. Like, one of my act, a couple of my acting teachers have told me to start journaling. So I started doing that, like, three years ago. And that that repeated habit, day in, day out, right. allows you to, it allows you to work stuff out whatever challenges you're coming across, just allow whatever feelings you're having, like have an investment vehicle in your, at your disposal where you can unleash and unload your feelings.
1: Yeah. And practice self-awareness so that
0: you can now solve your own problems. Because ultimately, you're the best solution.
1: Fact. And it's like, I think by just writing it down, it's, it's able to break down these problems that we yeah. feel are so big, And you're lining them up one by one by one so then you can knock them off and then they don't seem as big Yeah,
0: like have a practice for self-awareness have a practice for your physical health Have a practice for your mental health and have a practice for like your emotional well-being Like four things. It's just like do those four things every day whatever they are for you and then you know, you'll probably find a way to pivot and maneuver through the randomness that happens.
1: Yeah, that is life. It's yeah. and it's just a starting point, right? That's really the main thing I want to promote. People just people think yeah. that they've got to uproot all that they know, which they do don't, but it, it's yeah. yeah, it's nice to hear that that that's been a common theme as well. Just the self-focus and self-education. It's it's good that I think people are becoming more aware of it and how powerful yeah. the mind is.
0: Yeah, for sure. But it yeah, the thing is like when you start doing that, then you have to take full responsibility for your life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the main uh, that's the the catch. There's no one there to tell you to get up at six a.m. Now you have to get yourself up right at six a.m. So you have to be willing to put yourself in charge of yourself by yourself.
1: It's not easy. Now, do you think that's a bad thing for most people? No, though? I
0: don't. I think that's how it. Yeah, I think that's the way to give yourself the most power and most leverage. In life is to put yourself at the helm. I agree. But
1: that's the catch. Twenty-two is that that's the difficulty. Yeah, now you're at the helm. It's true. There's you're no the lead, there's no excuses anymore. Life. Yeah, because it's you. And,
0: every, and yeah, exactly. So real leaders take all the blame. Yeah. In their life, and for their team, and your team now is you, and then it will grow from there. But of course, it starts with you. So now you have to take all the blame for whatever it is that your life
1: represents, which is hard for people to do. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how you, I think that's a process of learning. I don't think it happens overnight. No, but definitely. It happens gradually, if anything.
0: Yeah, but it's that, it's a compounding effect of self-education, I think.
1: Yeah, well, I've heard that word compounding many, many times, but at no point has it been as relevant as it is this year. Because it's yeah. like, I get it, like my yeah, yeah, yeah. says. So. Yeah, like
0: everything has compound interest.
1: Yeah, it's, it's true. Your habits, your choices. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, well, self-education, that, that's huge. Um, do you know how many books you've read this year so far? Dude, that's a good question. Like in completion, I've probably read, I don't know, 20 or 30 books. Nice. But, but then I always like buy stuff and then keep it. Yeah, for planning or, or to read least it or I'll something.
0: Like, where I'll read like half of it and then I'll get the idea and then I'm like I'm kinda of done with this book. Mm-hmm. But maybe like yeah, maybe like
1: thirty. It's good to have that goal. I actually I, I this is the first year I, I wrote them down, so I I'm at twenty eight. Oh that's good. So, I, should, I should
0: write it down. Yeah, well, I, I thought I back
1: because I only started reading as well when I when I moved to Asia uh, to teach English. And one one way I had a commute like two and a half hours to go see my ex girlfriend yeah. in my first year. So I was like, well, what can I do on the on the bus? And then I started reading, yeah. but I would read for the. Two and a half hours straight. I was so interested. I was like, Wow. Yeah, I can finally read now and understand it as opposed to getting bored.
0: Yeah. You don't get motion
1: sickness? No, I don't. A lot of people do. Oh, I, I'm lucky, lucky I don't. You. I get
0: I get motion sickness in cars, I'll get motion sickness, but
1: Oh do you in a plane I won't. No boats? Because it's, Are it's you bad on boats?
0: Uh I don't go on many boats.
1: <laughs> Fair. Which I guess. Some I people guess do, some uh... people don't. I don't either. <laughs> I haven't been on many boats in my life, not yet. I remember I went shark cage diving in, in South Africa with my ex and some friends and Tracy Morgan was on our boat Oh, hell yeah, she's so cool meeting him, but my my ex would get motion sick So we she took cat ha- tablets, but we're in the yeah. Atlantic, right? So this boat does not fuck around and the waves were just so choppy. Yeah, it, it was you know There's the people that don't get it's motion sickness. I had a great yeah. day But then it yeah. did not seem like it would be fun to meet her, so I fought for her. <laughs> Yeah um, So I work for a marketing company I'm an affiliate manager, so with this new kind of online world I started two years ago. So I bring in affiliates, basically people that have um people that have internet traffic and we match them up with offers and and we make money as like a system that way. So yeah, it's what's what's the
0: what's the niche that you guys are in?
1: We've got twenty seven different niches. So uh, but no, I guess you could say is we're CPA marketing, so cost per action. So, it's a new type of performance marketing. Basically, if you're an advertiser with a product or um, a service, you decide how much you want to pay for you know, a sale or a lead generation, and we set that up on our site, and we let people know that that's how much they'll make, so they can run it, and if, if the traffic's cheaper than what the, the return is, then we all win. So, it's, it's like a new way for right. advertisers to only pay if they're happy with the results, but it doesn't work for right. all types of products either, so very cool yeah well it's taught me everything I know about Instagram and, and this stuff so like that's part of my progression yeah. I had no knowledge of branding business marketing yeah, 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 same. so it it you know it's funny how things kind of line up and, and help you point you to where you want to go but yeah sorry I I think you did say I did go shark cage diving I was in South Africa so my ex was from there nice. and after all my travels Pinterest. yeah well I'd never grown up that way but I guess I had this want to do it and I'm just so glad I did because it's it's Leaving my bubble where I grew up, you know, it's a great place to raise family um, It's comfortable, but I wanted a bit more and, and I got out there and I realized that the world is an open loving place Whereas before I thought it was a terrifying sure. place. So yeah. I tested my well, own are you?
0: Yeah, are you from Canada?
1: I am yeah, you? I'm from Ottawa
0: Okay, so it's Ottawa. I'm very bad with you, Yeah, Ottawa. no worries East Coast, West Coast?
1: Uh, East Coast like we're right okay. above New York uh, okay, okay. like Rochester or Oswego. I don't know if you know oh, those nice. areas okay. Yeah, no, I know Rochester. Cool, so yeah, we're Rochester. about like eight hours from New York City just north, so. Cool. Yeah, and then... I gotta go to Canada. Man, come visit whenever. Uh, two yeah. hours east, we've got Montreal and then my birthday's Friday tomorrow, so I'm going to Montreal this weekend to see a buddy and then... Dude, I heard Montreal is so amazing. It's lit. It's amazing, yeah. It's like, it a lot for, of fun. Like, uh, my friends went for
0: a bachelor party. That's where you always go. Were, like crazy about Montreal
1: it's fantastic well um, strip clubs are certainly encouraged there for bachelorettes and they've got them of all sorts yeah. I remember yes, going I yeah but like and it's just fun because that's the thing in Ottawa if you were to go out at night and you know you want to have a good party with friends everything closes here at one thirty. it's nonsense Oh Montreal yes. stays open till about 4 so oh, nice. it's like the closest sort of european vibe to partying that you'll get here or like asia too where it's late night so it makes a difference all right but if Sounds ever nice. if I'm ever fine. you're up man yeah for sure let me know i'll let you know how, how far is
0: montreal
1: from here? uh it's about an hour and a half two hours traffic driving yeah 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 okay okay Okay. yeah and then toronto is about five hours south so auto is in between oh. those two but like all the real nice parts of canada are out west the mountains like that's where it's amazing yeah like Banff, right yeah from vancouver what, uh, yeah how is vancouver it's beautiful man it's like a aquatic little peaceful marine valley with so much greenery everyone is it's like yeah. you have a nice day everyone just wants to be outside like no let's work tomorrow we'll go for a stroll on the uh, seawall you've got the view of the mountains um there's so much of it i haven't explored like there's victoria island which is another small part then there's Vancouver yeah. Island, which isn't where Vancouver is, but that's that's where right. like Tofino, yeah, yeah. a lot of those amazing surf spots are, and it's just breathtaking. You gotta visit.
0: Oh, all right, I might have a chance to go to Vancouver sometime in the future. I don't know, but that's like the one place I might be able to go to Canada.
1: Nice. Well, unfortunately, future, so. it's it's very very far. That's far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, man, if ever, if ever you find yourself in the area, always hit me up. I'd be happy to show you around. So the first yeah. one would be self-education. What would be another big investment? Another
0: self-education that covers a lot of ground. It does. I would probably say network, man.
1: Yeah, that's like, good so, one.
0: Yeah. Just be cognizant of who you're surrounding yourself with. Just be cognizant of, like, the conversations that take place with the people that you're around and whether they're, like, whether you enjoy them or not. Yeah. Whether you enjoy talking about what you're talking about. Like, I sometimes i am surrounded by people that just gossip and I'm, I just don't care.
1: I know what you mean. I, and that... I just need to, like, be for
0: something. Or, like, maybe that's, like, at that moment they're gossiping and I'm just like, ah, I don't. Need to try
1: you to go quiet because you don't anything. really have anything to do. Yeah, have.
0: exactly. Yeah. So, like, Been there. just be cognizant of how you spend your time with whom you spend your time with. For me to learn about crypto assets and Bitcoin. Mm hmm it was actually from martial arts because a lot of my uh, buddies in martial arts including my instructor like they were they they talk about crypto assets all the time they talk about bitcoin so i, I would just like hear yeah. about bitcoin 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 bitcoin
1: yeah
0: and then that got me interested so like hang out with people that are actually like doing things that you don't know anything about but if you learned it could probably benefit your life
1: that's a brilliant point. Yeah. When I started my job last two years ago at the marketing company, people well, there were two catalysts that got me really invest. Three catalysts. There was a financial advisor that invested on my behalf, and he didn't know the rules yeah. of the product, which cost me a large tax. That was the oh, first. No. Oh, the system sucks, or you know, yeah, it's not what it's supposed to be. Um, right, which was right. a good learning curve. And then a good friend of mine, well, my like one of my best friends he met a friend through his old work and he was a an investor an economics major and in, in. so i met yeah. him and he got my friend to invest so then my friend was like yo you gotta open up this direct investing account just try it out you know put the money in and you know this is my best friend i trust him with my life so clearly yeah. i'm definitely going to yeah. um take his advice yeah. and then I, yeah. I start my new job and new coworkers are like yo the cannabis industry is going crazy And I was like, what? Bitcoin? Dude, my brother's like really
0: into (laughs) cannabis too. He's asking me about companies. Like, it's not my thing, but you know any good resources to use in order to learn about cannabis?
1: I I do. I don't even even consume it. So for me, it's like, I don't even consume the product. You don't need to consume it to see a business opportunity. That's for sure. But um, yeah. and I think it's it's well known that it's not nearly as bad as alcohol or tobacco. Like that that just goes yeah. without saying at this point in age. But for me, it's like business opportunity. Get rid of the black market, taxes. You know, make the country richer. And what makes me happy? Well, I'm I'm excited that Canada is doing it first. And I was hoping yeah. we would do it right. But as for doing research, things like that. Um, it's hard to say, like I like, look, I like looking at fundamentals on Yahoo Finance because I understand a lot of the vision, it's explained well there, I find. Yeah. But yeah. my experience would be from, you know, two years of really focusing and studying three specific companies. And the biggest one is probably Reddit, uh, there's a subreddit called Reddit Weedstocks. It's a forum that I started following two years ago, I think it's gone from having 80,000 to 132,000 subscribers and and just learning and observing from what people write like these are real investors that are putting their two cents on why They think something's going to work. So I take a little bit of that Mix it with my own research and experience and then I make the best educated guesses possible But there have been really helpful resources there for sure. It just provides a lot of perspective too, which is great Yeah, so I can definitely give you a bit more information outside of this Um, just on what I would recommend as like a potential uh, investment but of course I'm not an advisor so you've got to do your own research Yeah, yeah of course. But you know it, it's really me would have just been focusing on one or two companies and then following them throughout the few and then years them. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, because then you get Inter- an idea of what they're actually worth like you know enterprise right. value and then when the market overreacts you're like I just have to buy more because it's going to go back up, things like that. In terms
0: of fundamentals, are we talking about balance sheet analysis? Yeah. Balance sheet and uh, cash flow income.
1: Cash flow income, like whether they're even profitable (laughs) yet or how soon they're going to be profitable. Um, Management team is also good because you want to have a good management team, you know, capacity. There are some companies in Canada, you've probably heard of Canopy and Aurora and they've got really, really big ambitions. Yeah, Aurora is the one that's getting hit the hardest because they have had to close or stop construction on two facilities because they're running out of cash. But the main reason is because Canada didn't allow... They didn't... Like, Ontario is our biggest province, right? And they only opened 25 stores where we have 13 million people. So it's it's our government's fault. But there are news articles this week, thankfully, that, like, people are realizing, government, hey, open more stores. This is ridiculous. Because one province, Alberta, has 300 stores, 4.5 4.5 million people and per capita they blew sales out of the water like colorado so if you just have you know ontario doing it well and having a thousand stores for the 13 million people Then you know people wouldn't have to drive four hours to a legal shop. It's, it's just ridiculous yeah, 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 So like Aurora, you know, they, they have big ambitions So that's why for me after some time I've made money with Aurora and I used to used to be a shareholder, but I was like man realistically are they gonna be able to get up This like 13 production facilities make 550,000 kilograms of bud, but you can't sell that out of 25 stores, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna have an over surplus. So the only other issue with them is if you understand, you know, companies where Aurora has 1.3 billion outstanding shares, so they're way, way diluted. So, you know, when people are looking at them like, oh, the price is low, but hey, you got to understand how the market cap works before you you try to touch that. But it's all just been with experience. And what I just try and do with my service, like I'm I'm a a financial coach. I've had a few clients and they've been my friends and I do it for free because, you know, it's not something I want to get paid for doing. But I want to most, first and foremost, educate people on what they're looking at first. And, you know, once they can develop those skills themselves, that's when they'll just, you know, be money-making machines. Yeah. So we we, we can chat about that later though. But yeah, for me, cannabis was just more like, you know, I came back home and I had a difficult time kind of re- reconnecting with some friends, but yeah. this new interest was like, well, I just got screwed with this money. I want to learn about this now. And that was just yeah. the fire that, that started it all. So nice. yeah. And, and that that goes uh, to speak to your network, right? Yeah. Like my, 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 yeah. my buddy, my, my coworkers, all these different things help,
0: yeah, dude, like people are super, relationships are super important.
1: Yeah, and they are. And it's hard
0: to cut certain ones out when it starts to get a little draining.
1: Yeah, it's really hard.
0: But it's 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 an important thing to try and maneuver.
1: It is. But Absolutely. I would also say like
0: investing in tech to so like uh, social media. Right. I was very, I was very judgmental about social media when I was in college and I wished like if I could do college over again. Yeah. I would do, everything that I'm reading now, I would read back then. Yeah. And that I would invest more time on social media and take it more seriously so that I could get a head start on creating a following, creating the education, creating the, the stuff.
1: Comes to everyone it's at different like, times, at yeah, too, right? Yeah, it's like,
0: I mean, it's, 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 again, like, investing, like, if you invest, the earlier, the better. Yeah. Second best time to invest is, like, right now. Always. But if you could do it earlier, like, five years earlier, it'd be always better because you can take advantage of that uh, five-year compound interest, yeah. but that's what I would say I would I would say like invest in in tech like invest your time in learning about social media because it's not going away. And yes, it can be like very toxic and very noisy, but there's also a way to leverage it in a way that you are representing yourself. And again, it goes back to that same thing of having responsibility and powers. Like it's now in your own hands. Like you have access to a resource. And scale at very little cost yeah right so you can get your message across to a million people millions of people or thousands of people at zero dollars invested yeah. you just have to open up an account and then you have to invest your time and then there's also a discipline with the social media like there's a there's a methodology and a science behind it which you know you can learn by just understanding analytics or just by learning by doing yeah, but I'm, investing investing in social media and like investing your time in learning how how can I figure out how to leverage this thing to send whatever message that I want to send?
1: Yeah, it's very powerful because I only ever saw it as a consumer and it was in the last <coughs> yeah. few years where you, where you can realize the reach and yeah. you know, if you have a positive message, how effective it can be to get it out there. Yeah. And like like I know you're on Instagram, do you do Twitter as well? I
0: do Twitter. I'm not so I'm So I have Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, a little bit of YouTube, and TikTok. But TikTok is mostly for, you know, fun stuff. But I could probably use that somehow.
1: Are you getting good but reach I'm, on it?
0: I don't really use TikTok for financial literacy. Fair. I use it for more acting stuff or, or that kind of side of my
1: Entertainment uh, that that seems have, like, like it's a much account. better, yeah. like, approach. Than yeah.
0: Twi- like, like, so the most active that I'm on and the most... Time I'm spending on is Instagram, so that's why I'm able to build maybe a bigger following on Instagram. Just, I just, I, I personally just really love Instagram because I love visual content yeah. mixed with uh, written uh, content. Mm-hmm. Whereas Twitter, it's a little hard to do that; you can just only do written content. YouTube, like creating videos, is very time consuming, but I I have uploaded a bunch of stuff. But nice. a lot of my a lot of my work is on Instagram right now. But yeah, I mean like. Good. I don't do much on I don't do anything on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, me neither. And I posted a financial literacy kind of post the other day just to test it. I didn't even get a yeah. like, and it was like one of those graphics yeah. on Instagram where I'm able to get a, you know, a decent reach. So maybe because I've put the time in already, I'm 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 able yeah. to get that. Yeah. It's it's again that's testing. also a
0: tough thing because your your time is limited and you have to like double down on certain places that are right now probably where the ROI is like really high. Yeah. And then and then at least have some kind of a. A presence on the other ones, so that you can, when you can, when you need
1: to pivot, you can pivot. Yeah, I was yeah. listening to a Gary V podcast yesterday, and he was saying he thinks the two biggest ones that have just straight up organic retrade right now would be TikTok and LinkedIn. Yep. Um, yeah. But I think it just goes like, you know, it's hard to yeah, just start it and and get that reach Yeah, it's in it's, any, again, it's that time that thing. And, yeah, it's always and, time,
0: and, uh, right? Yeah, like. But TikTok, I'm not going to lie, TikTok is a lot of fun. Like, if you just go on yeah. TikTok as a consumer, it's so funny. Yeah. There's so much nonsense on it, but it's, like, so funny.
1: That's the main thing. And it's for like, people that like that entertainment, it hits. Like, that's yeah. why it's such a valuable app. Like
0: if you like, if you, I guess if you like Vine, yeah. I guess you would like TikTok. I, I never got into Vine. I was never into Vine. But no, me apparently too. Apparently, it's, it's very similar.
1: Same kind of concept, it's true. unfortunately though on that note I do not have a whole lot of time today otherwise I could sit here and talk to you all day so we're gonna pivot yeah man Well, I'd be happy to have you on in the future I want to have a kind of a progress update with all of my guests too and have them come on and share the the growth journey together which I think will be very powerful but my last question is I love your concept of the American dream 2.0 So if you can explain that to the listeners in like five minutes or less. Yeah, the American dream 1.0 is to go to college, uh,
0: get a job, get married, buy a house. So go to college, that's a big form of debt. Buy a house, that's another big form of debt. And then consume, so spend money. So that's consumer debt. Right. There's three sources of really big debt, all being paid on one job. It's very difficult to do. Doable, but very difficult to do. Yeah version 2.0 oh, or and also version 1.0 is like retire by 65 and live off of social security yeah
1: where's which the in fun my in that? life
0: yeah I'm that, where's the find that also but it's probably not gonna be realistic for my gen for our generation
1: yeah
0: version 2.0 is more about again financial literacy so learning to not spend as much but to invest more so buy assets first yeah version 2.0 is about budgeting your money being responsible it's really about learning about money from an investment perspective learning about debt and taxes and then uh, and then self-education right that's a big one because the ROI on self-education is much higher like we were talking about before
1: right so
0: that is about i don't know like if you do it smartly you can retire by 45 and then do whatever the hell you want start your company or start whatever yeah uh you can and you can retire yourself it's so Version 2.0 is not is about depending on yourself to being flexible and having a financial IQ that's high enough to allow yourself to pivot when you need to pivot, as opposed to working the nine to five unless you
1: really like it. You can exactly. The nine to, yeah working the nine to five only to depend on the government to bail to to retire you. Mm-hmm. I have no so, problem
0: with people working nine to five. I think it's great. Sometimes I wish I worked. Because you get a steady paycheck, but it's the mentality that people have once they get the paycheck is to just blow it. And that is, that's like, I feel like people with nine to five jobs, and I'll say this people with nine to five jobs don't realize how amazing it is, perhaps, to have a steady stream of income on a bi weekly basis that they don't have to second guess because they signed a contract. That's what they're going to get. Yeah. Right? As a, self-employed person or if you're an entrepreneur or whatever Mm -hmm. you don't know how much you're going to make per se when you're first
1: starting out especially yeah exactly when you have a 9 to 5 job you know exactly month to month
0: which means you can budget and that means you can invest you know exactly you make $2,500 paycheck $5,000 a month I can budget I know exactly like there's no so why not take advantage though right yeah yeah there's no guessing game with it yeah it's all predictable which is nice if you know how to use it yeah it's actually a great source of leverage
1: that's a fact that's true and that's kind of what motivates me I, I keep my day job because i like it and i know what i've got to do and it's at least that cushion until i'm ready but yeah that, that concept of pensions too they, they're they not guaranteed so imagine you no, that's tested, the
0: thing that people think it is and that's the scary thing is like whatever right? what i'm learning now is like whatever structures you were born within it like changed. america's number one and that's the world i was born into yeah that doesn't have to stay true. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to exist in the future of your lifetime and that's kind of, that's a scary thing to admit but that's, you've got to be okay. that's just the truth.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you've got to be okay with the fact that it might not be so, you know, yep. that's so true, man. Yep. Look out for yourself. Yep. That's huge. So what's next for you? Are you just kind of working on growing that account? Do you have any uh, more side hustles <sighs> uh, on the go? I'm
0: trying to figure out a way to monetize the account but like without being salesy and without kind of ruining the message and the value true yeah so I'm, I'm trying to like navigate through that but at the end of the day i kind of just enjoy giving out free information getting feedback from people and interacting and Good, commenting man. and sharing sharing other people's stuff and then like doing stuff like this yeah because now it's like you're growing the community and you're, you're finding through all the noise you're finding the people that you really connect with mm-hmm. and who knows like five years down the road you you know the best of time and you can go into business with people it's all about yeah. man, it's all about creating that network plat- plat- platforms of network and leverage how you use it now well, we'll see i don't know
1: that's it but it's all the work just, in progress yeah. eh? Yeah.
0: yeah yeah so that's awesome. the bad and then uh, more investing more investing what i'm already invested in
1: good man well we'll keep in touch i'm, I'm definitely, yeah, definitely happy that we got to chat and i guess the other thing I'll let you know a bit more about the cannabis companies but I have to disclosure I am an Afria shareholder that's the company that I think is in the best position okay. in Canada anyways so just oh. I want to say that on the air just because yeah, I am no. confident now you're not liable I'm just <laughs> I am confident that <laughs> yeah, they yeah, will be the company so I'm kind of hoping that I can predict yeah. it and then people will see that yeah. I was right oh Listen, true. That's very um, yeah that, that's kind of yeah, what well, I want to well, do well, but well, just do your own research well, outside of this yeah. And educate yourself, but yeah, man. So, last piece of advice: what could you share with the listeners?
0: Uh, invest in yourself. You're the best investment. That's like period, end of story. You all learn that in school. Just, just do it. Yeah. Just invest That's... in yourself. Spend the money. Spend the time. Read the books. Mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, invest in yourself.
1: Amazing. I love that rule. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, thanks so much. Where can people find you on social media? Find me.
0: <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at the Layman Investor. You can find me on TikTok at the real rahul rai R-A-B-T-U-L yes. R-A-I and those are the two platforms that I'm, I'm really on so you can find me there. And then like feel free to DM me comment whatever you want.
1: That's great man. The more people that are willing to help the better. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on man. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Great. I'll see you again. You too. We'll do it soon. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. You can find this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. Also, anchor.fm slash Invested. And if you liked what you're listening to, please leave a review or you can subscribe and share this with other people. It would be so helpful. And I also want to know who's listening because I'm doing it for anyone out there. And if you can get some information from me and have it help you, that's all I want. So that's it for our show. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. This is your host, Jordan Hiley, signing off. Stay highly invested in yourselves. Till next time.